I just want to be able to ride my bike to the grocery store or the train station without feeling like my life is in danger. And if we have to do an extensive meeting process about every single street before you get a mile or two miles of protected bike lane, we're not going to get the bike lane network in my lifetime. The short-term goal is to get them to let us speak. Long-term, it's about trying to speed this process up. How many community meetings are you going to have? How are you going to make sure that it's equitable, that we're not just talking to a bunch of drivers about what they want? They've had 100 years to figure out how to drive around safely, and it's not working out. It's time to take some road space back and give it to people walking, biking, taking the bus. Jersey City has been doing amazing work lately. There was um, over 10 miles of protected bike lanes installed this year, which proportionally, like it doesn't sound like a lot, but Jersey City only has 240 miles of streets. So the 10 miles so far is like a really strong start on a protected bike lane network. But there is no protected bike lane um, in the far north um, parts of the city or the southern end of the city. Um, And uh, on the, a lot of the bike lanes are downtown right now. So this is gonna be one of the first bike lanes um, in the Heights. It's gonna be one of the first bike lanes near the Journal Square Transit Center um, that connects to other neighborhoods. It would be a really big step forward, but the only other protected bike lane in, in my ward um, that my council member represents had a lot of bike lash like some real classic after it went in, why weren't we told this is horrible, big knockdown screaming public meetings about how we've ruined the street and things like that. And so it's made the mayor and the city generally really nervous about trying to build more bike lanes here. And so they're they're kind of slowing down. I can see my council member trying to set up to delay this thing as long as possible. And so um, it just brought up a lot of frustrations I've had going to public meetings. Like I've, I've seen this, I've seen this movie before. I know all the lines. I like, yeah, why? So I just mentioned that the name of the city, it's Jersey City. Jersey City, New Jersey, right across the Hudson River from New York. Who is your council member? So my council member um, for my ward is uh, Richard Baggiano. And do you feel like it's a personal thing with him or do you feel like he's just being, he thinks of this as just being dangerous because of what happened with the other bike lane? No, I think that he he will say that he is not anti-bike. And what he means by that is he doesn't want to ban bikes from the city. Um, he even had a proposal for a, a, a different bike share program than the one that the city ended up going with. But where he, where he um, starts to get in opposition to bikes is anytime there's gonna be space taken away from cars. Like his solution to the fact that people can't find a place to park their car is to 
build municipal parking garages like that's his that's his thing he loves that as an idea but as soon as you start talking about like let's take away one or two parking spots per block to put in a bike share station that's that's unacceptable um for him and so i i think he wouldn't want to admit it but that's that is how i have seen multiple interactions and questions with him go is that he's fine with like door zone bike lanes which are super dangerous and wouldn't even fit on baldwin avenue um because they don't take they don't take away any space but as soon as you start to put in a real protected bike lane that would make people who don't bike right now feel comfortable and want to try it that is right out because it means taking space away from drivers and the wild part about it is that my neighborhood, my zip code is the most car free neighborhood in Jersey City. There's 45% of households in my neighborhood don't own a car at all. Um, but that's, that's not who um, Council Member Bogiano seems to think of when he talks about the community. Right. In, in his mind, the community is like regular people who don't bike. Yeah, yeah. Well, and m there aren't a lot of people that bike right now, because it feel super dangerous out on the street. Um, there are quite a few people who drive, you know, 55% of households own a car. There's, there's a lot of drivers out there and they're the ones that are more likely to call in when the street starts changing. Um, from his perspective, he only gets called about two things, bikes on the side, transportation wise. He only gets called about two things, bikes on the sidewalk and not being able to find a place to park. So you've talked to him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I called him about this Baldwin Avenue redesign and he immediately wanted to change the subject to um, cyclists not having lights at night and people riding bikes on the sidewalk. And and I told him, like, those are both illegal. Like right now, you're all, he was saying, you know, we should make people have lights at night. Well, that's already a law. So I don't know what what your plan is to to do something about that. It's already a law. It's, you know, they could already enforce it if they want to. Um, but clearly traffic enforcement, you can't enforce your way out of traffic problems. It's not going to work. We don't like, we don't need more police stopping people. That's not a good solution to these things. How did you have a chance to talk to him? Like what was the event? You just called him? Or? I, I called this last time that I'm talking about, I called his office. Um, just over and over and over again. But after, so the Bergen Avenue bike lane, the one that um, has made the mayor and the city a little more cautious around Ward C, um, we had dozens of meetings for Vision Zero, um, which the council has adopted unanimously, and for the bike master plan, which the council has adopted unanimously. And we even had a full-size demonstration for the Bergen Avenue bike lane that went in. And after it went in, he held a community meeting, um, which was totally set up to just let people complain about the bike lane. They gave people unlimited time in the beginning of the meeting and started on the half of the room where clearly all the opponents were. And then, you know, it's getting late, so we're going to have to start timing people just as the mic starts to cross the aisle. Um, and it was, it was a really frustrating experience because he always talks about how there was no community feedback before the Bergen Avenue bike lane went in. 
And there was a lot of community feedback, just not from drivers. Um, because as one woman put it at that Bergen Avenue bike lane meeting, I never even thought about bikes before, she said. Um, and it's really frustrating when, you know, I went to, I went to dozens of meetings about the bike master plan, but now we have to relitigate all this over again because people, I don't know, they didn't think it was actually going to happen or anything was really going to change. And now it looks like the city is serious about this. So now people want to get involved. So the, there's two issues here. One is that other bike lane the Bergen Avenue bike lane mm -hmm. and the thing that which went in is it still in yeah yeah it's still in but they're claiming that they weren't consulted but they were a spokesperson from the city from the article you showed me says there were 60 plus meetings yeah and I was at most of them um we even I mean we we went on what they called handlebar surveys in almost every neighborhood um, and there was only one council member that showed up to any of those, and it wasn't Councilman Bogiano. Um, and we rode, we rode down Bergen Avenue and Montgomery Street and Baldwin Avenue. Um, we like we rode the streets that are getting bike lanes now and talked about how, like, in what ways they feel unsafe. What are problem points for riding your bike in Jersey City? We looked at specific intersections and specific streets. We spent a lot of time talking about how we could make transportation better for everybody. And I think that's something that gets lost. Like we get labeled as bike advocates and I'm not trying to force anyone to ride a bike. I'm not trying to take anyone's car away specifically. Um, I just want to be able to ride my bike to the grocery store or the train station without feeling like my life is in danger right you get into a lot of you are a big activist so i mean you do a lot of activism i i try to to volunteer with you know my local organization bike jc i try to um connect with uh people online and share ideas about approaches and ways to frame the issue um i try to raise public awareness um, but I mean, I honestly, I'd rather be doing a lot of other things. There are other things I'm interested in, but every time I try to go pick up dinner or something, I have, it's, it feels like every time I just have this bad experience with a driver where the driver is reminding me like, Hey, you got to fight tooth and nail for every scrap of pavement you can get because um it's it's hell out there on the roads yeah and you ride a cargo bike <laughs> yeah i am a i'm a proud cargo bike pilot absolutely does that give you like a special uh added kind of a, a sense of the precariousness just or do, you know like do cars feel like you're the drivers feel like you're taking up even more of their space so i don't know that drivers feel like i'm taking up even more of their space but one thing it does, I'm, I'm not, I don't race or anything, but I'm a relatively quick cyclist on my road bike. Um, I can keep up with city traffic most of the time, especially if I know the timing of the lights, you know, like I can stay out in front of, of drivers, but 
when I'm riding that cargo bike, especially if it's fully loaded, I am much slower. So one, th one thing the cargo bike has really done for me is it's give me a little bit of a window into what it's like for um, somebody that maybe hasn't been biking very long, is coming back to a bike as an adult for the first time, and they're not ready to go fast. Like they don't have, they don't feel confident grabbing a bunch of front brake and pushing away from the handlebars. So they're not gonna, they're not gonna try to, you know, weave or like surf traffic or something. So when I'm riding the cargo bike, it's a much more relaxed kind of ride. I'm, I'm sitting upright, I'm looking around, I'm going like 12, 15 miles an hour probably. So I can't try to outrun cars the way I might on, on you know, one of my go fast bikes. You're gonna try to have this go through this. Can you say what it is again? There's a proposal um, before city council to study Baldwin Avenue to convert it to a one-way and take the lane. So right now it's, it's a two-way road and they're talking about taking one, the southbound lane out and using that space to create a two-way bike lane. Now, the thing is that this two-way bike lane is on the bike master plan that the council has already adopted. So I don't understand why we're having a study to present it to the council to see if they want to do it. They should just design it and build it and put it in. That sounds fair to me. It's in there. there I mean, what does the plan mean? What is your plan? If you agree to a plan and then you have to agree again, then what was the first agreement? Right. There's, I think there's something like 50 miles of protected bike lanes planned for Jersey City eventually. Like that's the, that's the sort of complete network. And if we have to do an extensive meeting process about every single street before, before you get a mile or two miles of protected bike lane, we're not going to, we're not going to get the bike lane network um, in my lifetime honestly, like it'll drag the process out that long. And the vision zero um, policy that Jersey City adopted, it, the goal is 2026. We have, in theory, we have five years to get to zero traffic deaths. And it's going to take us a year to figure out whether or not the council wants to design a, a different layout for Baldwin Avenue, one of the deadliest streets in the city. That's crazy. Right. And you guys are meeting uh, this week. There's a city council meeting this week, but it seems like the caucus, at the caucus meeting that I was just at, they might table this without any public comment. Like there's been all this hubbub in the city council and then, and, and in theory, they're tabling it to allow for community feedback, but now they're not going to hear from the public before they table it. Well, what about your bike organization, Bike JC? Are they all over this? There's a group of us volunteers, um, especially uh, three or four people that live in the neighborhood. Um, we're on email. We're, we're talking strategy. We're trying to figure out um, how to apply pressure to get them. You know, the short term goal is to get them to let us speak. And then long term, it's you know, it's about trying to speed this process up. Can we get a deadline? How many right. 
community meetings are you going to have? How are you going to make sure that it's equitable, that we're not just talking to a bunch of drivers about what they want? Because in the Vision Zero conversation, we can't be listening to drivers as the, as the leading voices. That's, they've had 100 years to, to figure out how to drive around safely. You know, we've rebuilt the city to make it easier to drive. And it's not working out. It's time to take some road space back and give it to people walking, biking, taking the bus. Well, you sound like a very reasonable person. Thank you. I try. And anybody who says differently is probably car centric. Probably. I appreciate that. People can get involved with Bike JC. And you're on Twitter? I am on Twitter. Ollie underscore cycles. And you're very active on Twitter. I am very active on Twitter. The DMs are open. If you have questions about cargo bikes or taking the lane, the law where you're at, I'm happy to try to help you work that out. Thanks, Ollie. Thanks for talking. A pleasure as always. We'll talk to you later. I rise in the morning and greet the day. Pull out the bike and I'm on my way. The transportation shows I care. Every turn of the pedal cleans the air. Green in the green, I'm saving the planet. Just like my friends Dale, Sean, Toby, and Janet. No greenhouse gas, a tiny carbon footprint up your ass. Thanks for listening to this episode of Bike Talk. If you want to hear more, go to kpfk.org, navigate to programs, and choose Bike Talk. On the Bike Talk page, click on the archives link to play or download shows posted in the last four months. Go to biketalk.com and copy or click on the RSS link to subscribe. Our Twitter handle is BikeTalkPFK. On Facebook, we are Bike Talk. You can become friends and join our group.